Welcome to Side Effects. Effect versus affect. It's hard to know the difference. At McGowan Braybender, our goal is to provoke you to think differently about employee benefits, your employees, and the status quo. That's why it's Side Effects with an A. Our goal today, make OE meetings fun. Okay, maybe fun isn't the right word, but let's say informational, stress-free, and perhaps enjoyable. Dave has been in the health benefits world for over 25 years with intense research in the past few about employee benefit communication strategies. Sadly, open enrollment meetings haven't changed much when our technology and innovation has. Dave is going to share how employees feel about open enrollment meetings, why they need to be reimagined, and solutions on how to turn them from a stressor to a delighter. Let's get started. Hello, listeners, and hello, Dave. How are you today? I'm still trying to digest that line that you said about <laughs> open enrollment meetings and fun. Uh, you don't think those two words are used together often? Oh, you really don't find that used synonymously too often. Well, we're going to change that right now. And I, I do think this topic might be one of your most favorite ever to talk about is reimagining open enrollment meetings. It is absolutely one of my most passionate topics. Right. And so you've done a ton of research while creating the member journey and you've learned what employees say about open enrollment meetings. And we also did a poll on this in our last learning center, but tell us what do they, what do they truly feel about these meetings? Uh, the employees, uh, the, the sad part about it is they, cannot stand open enrollment meetings. <laughs> they, they don't do want not, them. <laughs> they do not want open enrollment meetings. Mm -hmm. They, while they will, they'll confess that they're important uh, to get the information, they right. do not find, uh, in large part, the current format um, is what they're looking for. That's sad. It's true, but yeah. it's sad. And, and there are a number of reasons um, for that. And I think in its most, in its simplest term, they can't get answers to the things that are most important to them yep. in that meeting. Correct. Um, there's always a Q&A uh, part of the meeting, but they never want to ask the question in front of their peers. Most right. of the time, it's something that is very personal to them or a family member, and so mm -hmm. they don't feel comfortable asking it. Um, it's information overload. We always yep. say it's like drinking from a fire hose. Um, they have to hunt and peck throughout the PowerPoint deck yep. or the the 60-page benefit booklet <laughs> to find answers to the things that are most important to them. There's too much um, non-essential information, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I could go on and on. They just don't – it's not a productive use of their time mm -hmm. or uh, goals to be accomplished at the meeting. What are what are some of the most anxiety inducing events of these meetings? What are they what are people stressed about? Yeah. So we look at things in terms with benefits as uh, is does it'll give you one of two reactions. It'll either give you a stressor or a delighter. Mm -hmm. A stressor is something that causes anxiety, negative feelings, sadness, apathy, anger. Um, <laughs> and as you can imagine, there are a whole lot more stressors in the healthcare system than there are delighters. Delighters yeah. are things that that make people happy. They walk away with a positive feeling, or in some cases, it could be a neutral feeling. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the point that that's the sad point that we've gotten to with employee benefits is if it doesn't el elicit a negative effect, 
That's the positive. Yeah. It's, we just want you to be neutral. <laughs> yeah. And so what the, the events that create the greatest stress, yep. um, number one is a carrier change. Mm-hmm. And, um, this is when, you know, the, the employer is moving to another carrier. And most of the attention is focused at the employer level, making sure that the documents are completed, the everything's done so that members can get their ID cards. Um, rates are locked in so we can prepare for open enrollment meetings. Mm-hmm. We often forget about the employee in the equation. They're the last part of the equation. After everything else is done, then we communicate it out there and we just think that they're going to accept it uh, and move on without any stress. And that's not the case. Right. It creates so much anxiety because it's the fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. What do I do if I have surgery scheduled? I've got a spouse that's pregnant. How will that be handled? Um, I'm on a medication that's expensive currently through a copay assistance program. Will that continue with my new plan? Mm-hmm. What are the prescriptions going to cost for me? Um, you know, it just creates all these questions and anxiety, um, but we often overlook that or we minimize what what the stress is. The next highest one is the introduction of a high deductible plan for the first time. Yes. Yeah, you look at that deductible and you want to talk about anxiety and blood pressure going up for a member, <laughs> they suddenly think about how am I going to come up with $4,000. How am I going to come up with $8,000 for a family every year over and over again? Right. How does it work? What are the mechanics of it? So that also creates a lot of anxiety for them. Um, other things that uh, create anxiety is prescription costs that are out there. Yep. They seem to go up and down and you never know. It, it's like a game of chance. Every mm-hmm. time you get a prescription filled. Um, is it going to go up? Is it going to go down? Uh, how do prescription plans work for them? So yeah. there, there are just a lot of things that take place during open enrollment that we either have minimized or we didn't even know existed, but they're real yep. to, to the member there, real anxiety. Oh, the final thing is understanding preventive exams and how that works. We have so many clients that do health management Mm -hmm. within their groups. And kudos to all of you. You're doing things the right way. the, the, The success stories that we have to tell are amazing. But there's another side to that. It's the old, what happens if it gets miscoded or upcoded? And suddenly that preventive exam for the colonoscopy that you thought was covered at 100%, suddenly is a $1,400, $1,600 bill. What about the mammography, that one time that it was upcoded? And so every subsequent mammography is is at a diagnostic and not a preventive code. So it's there's just a lot of stress points. Yeah, and that's normally it all comes to the top at open enrollment meetings, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And so at our learning center symposium in early June, we asked our crowd, which was full of benefit HR professionals, and we asked what they thought about open en- enrollment meetings. Uh, like you said earlier, they think they're helpful and necessary, but 
They're time-consuming to create and build. They're long. They're redundant. It's information overload. And like you said, they get hundreds of questions after the meeting, more because they're personal and they don't want to ask them in person or in front of everyone else. So how the heck do we simplify these meetings? Because they're necessary, right? Yeah. And and there were very few. And these are your champions within an organization. If they (laughs) don't feel good about the product that is being put forward to their employees, that's a problem. And it wasn't that they didn't feel it was important information to share. It was not being received in the way that they had hoped Mm -hmm. um, and not being appreciated to the point that that they wanted. And so, uh, so we did was we, we, we said, let's take a step back Mm -hmm. and let's see what if we could reimagine what this meeting looked like, how would that look? And so we started at the most basic elements that are out there. An open enrollment meeting is a business meeting. It is not a, this is the one time we got everybody together. Let's just give them everything we've got for employee benefits for the next 12 months. Yep. It is a business meeting that that should address three things. What is changing? Mm-hmm. What's it going to cost me? And what do I need to do? Yep. That's all your employee cares about. Okay. If you think as an employer that they care about more than that, you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> they and and now once you satisfy and meet those three needs, mm-hmm. then they'll be open to listening to other things. But until you um, explain what those three things are, they're not paying attention to anything. And that else. and that helps avoid this cognitive overload too. Just giving them the three simple things that they need to know. Yeah. Right. So cognitive overload. The there are scientific studies. That, I feel smart that saying say, that too. By I the way, I know. How about that, Kenzie? Actually, she heard Here we go. and remembered. So, <laughs> cognitive overload is a, a premise that your brain can only process, absorb, retain, and regurgitate four to six things at any one given time. Yep. Anything over that, it becomes an overload. And so it's a matter of things just start flying off the back of the truck, I guess, in your brain, (laughs) the proverbial brain truck. Yeah. And so they say four to six. It's an older study where they first introduced this. I would say that we are closer to the four than the six today. Agreed. Social media has melted our brains. Unfortunately. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, It has changed the way that we learn, how we want to learn, how much we're able to learn at one time and retain and regurgitate. And so I would say, I would say four is a safe bet for things that you can process, retain and regurgitate. Mm -hmm. Now go back and think about your last year's open enrollment meeting. Yep. Did you try to explain more than four things during that open enrollment meeting and what were they? And then you walked out of the meeting and the employees were not happy, pleased. You had multiple questions Mm -hmm. and you just felt like, were they even in the meeting? Yeah. 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 Were they pointless? And so go back to your meeting. And so if I just said four things and I just rattled off the things that are most important to them, what's changing, what's it going to cost me, what do I need to do? That's three of them. Yep. So you have the opportunity to show them one more thing. What's it going to be? Yep. And then if you go above that four, you got to start pulling things off the back right. and, and not going through and it. And this doesn't mean that this is your, yeah, your one meeting a year. The whole point is that you're going to share information throughout the year to remind them. And in yeah. 
one of my favorite things that we do is making these meetings 15 minutes long. And you suggested this at our learning center and people's jaws were on the floor. They There's an audible gasp. They're like, 15 minutes? There's no way. But... It's it's it can be possible, right? It, Especially it, with these four things you're hitting on. If you're just focusing on those, you should be able to blow right through the important information of the meeting. Um, and here's the other thing: is don't wait until the meeting mm-hmm. to share all the important information. You have a ramp up prior to the meeting. Yep. Remember, that's a business meeting. It is an execution meeting. So there is no reason in the world why you can't share in advance of the meeting things that are going to be happening. What's changing? Yep. What's it going to cost? What are the important dates? What do I need to do? But employers have always taken the approach of, we got to keep everything secret. We got to keep it under wraps. And that's one of the worst things you can do. Because Scary. the employees, think about any other situation. The more secretive you are, the more you leave things to their imagination. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then you get in the meeting and you suddenly bury those three important elements throughout the entire presentation. And it's like a scavenger hunt to figure out what's really changing. Oh, wait, that didn't change. That didn't change. That didn't change. But we spent the whole time focusing on something that didn't change. And there were really no questions. And the plan was running as it should. Right. We should be spending our time on the things that are most important, what they need to know mm-hmm. to complete open enrollment. Then, as you said, the 12 months that follow is when you go in and explain the benefits in greater detail. You give them um, a flavoring for consumerism. You feed them information at the point in time when they're accessing the plan. Right. Because that's when they are most susceptible to learning is when they have a need for it. Exactly. That's out there. So, um, and we talked about those three things. We, we, what is it? The TKSS? Yep. TKSS. The kitchen sink syndrome. Yep. You have to avoid that. Um, historically, open enrollment is when the one time of the year when employers got people together for to talk about benefits. And so they seize that opportunity to give them everything in the world that they can. Yep. Okay, so you think about you throw in the kitchen sink. Again, you're over those four things. So what are they going to retain? Do you want them, do you want them walking out of that meeting? And one of the things that they walked away from is how to use telemedicine when they don't understand which plan they're going to enroll, which new <laughs> medical plan they have to choose from. Yeah. And so think about your your really... Um, your main your, components. Or yeah, your- you're taking away the effectiveness of what they can learn there. Mm-hmm. The other thing that you should spend time on when you're talking about what it's going to cost is talking about the employer contributions because what we found through research data um, is that 80% of the people that were surveyed employees felt that their employee contribution covered 100% if not almost 100% of the total premium for the benefits and one of the reasons is employers have never really um, spent a lot of time educating them about you would think they'd want them to know yeah because it's it's a great retention. It's you're reselling your organization's right. value and the benefits. Isn't that a great benefit to say your premium costs $12,000 a year and we're paying 
you know, 80% of it. We're paying 90% of it, the, the total cost. That's a big selling point. And that, and that they the bury the lead like that is, is crazy. And so yeah. one of, go ahead. No. I'll say one of the, one of my favorite uh, kind of examples you had, you said, okay, we have this 15 minute meeting plan. This is what you need to hit on. And this is how you need to set it up. So these were kind of the steps that I, I took away that I really liked that you said. So first, disarm them early. Don't tease the big news. Let them know what's coming, right? Yep. So then um, explain the employer paid benefits and cost sharing. Make sure they know it's a, reten a retention tool right there. Um, give them basic next steps. This is what you have to do next. This is, this is your timeline. Um, make it interactive. We had a ton of polls and like kind of fun things that people had to get their phones out for. And that just helps the time go quickly. And it makes them feel like this isn't just another boring meeting. Um, and then also having this short meeting, but make sure you have it followed by table sits. That's where they can ask these personal Q&A and you can get more detailed answers, right? Yeah, no, you did a great summary there. Oh, and The formula, and, the Dave formula. Yeah, I think the only thing that I would add to that is don't cater your meeting to the lowest common denominator in the room, mm -hmm. meaning a person that may be enrolling and benefits for the first time. Yep. Like take them offline and 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 talk to them after the meeting. Another example is like people that are still working and over are at age 65 or over age 65, don't spend 10 minutes talking about their their options like Medicare options, other options that are out there. Just simply say, "Hey, is there anyone in the room that is 65 or older?" Mm -hmm or considering possibly early retirement under 65 in the next few years. If that applies to you, come and find me after the meeting and I can tell you about some different options that you have. Bingo. But what I just did was kept the rest of the group engaged. I didn't lose them and I didn't waste 10 minutes of time. Right, because I'm not going to really care about that. I'm going to, or I, or I might panic about it and be like, oh my God, I don't know anything about retirement when I'm 65. Well, I'm 29, so I don't yeah. need to know yet. Yeah, and, so. and I loved what you said too about don't tease the big news. Mm -hmm. And I see employers sending out pre-open enrollment communication and saying, huge news, you don't want to miss yeah. it. And they think they're hyping it. And it could be... It could be good news. Right. It could be exciting news, but to the to in the opinion or the perspective of an employee that doesn't know what that news is, you just think it's going to be bad. Anxiety. Yeah. yeah, it's creating questions and anxiety, and so you need to disarm them before the meeting and get them with their guard down so that they can learn mm -hmm. when you're tense and there's a lot of tension. Are you a good listener or a bad listener? Bad. Yeah. So disarm them early. Yep. And, and those questions are great. Table sits afterwards. That's when they can ask the question that they really the need, specific need and, to yep, ask. That they don't want to ask in front of a crowd. Yeah, yeah. But I can tell you, we say 15 minute open enrollment meeting the way, the reason I say 15 minutes is in reality, you will never hit 15 minutes, but you could hit 20 minutes <laughs> mm -hmm. or even 25 minutes. If I say shoot for a 40 minute meeting, you're going to be at an hour. Yeah. So always try less is more. And Agreed. I know that sounds crazy. The other thing at the end, which was great, is you said, take them to the next steps in little, little steps. Give them a piece of paper that they can walk away from the meeting with, with a checklist. Mm -hmm. Whenever people are, are 
um, uneasy or uncomfortable, to get them on board, you give them a checklist of things to do. And every time they check something off the list, it builds confidence and reassurance that's out there. Um, And so I would highly encourage that. Um, I would I would also say your PowerPoints should not read like a chapter in a John Grisham novel. <laughs> it, it should be picture driven. Yes. The bullet points. Yes. The um, less text, the better. Yes. They will retain more because the other thing that I would say is people visually process um, each letter of a word as if it were a separate picture. And so they have, again, that creates cognitive overload. You may be simplifying your message, but a lot of people use a PowerPoint presentation as a crutch. Mm -hmm. And if I put it up on there, then it's a kind of a cover my, cover my butt. Yep. (laughs) And, and they'll read it and they'll retain it. Mm -hmm. And they're not, they're focused on that. They're not listening to you. Exactly. If you have eye contact with them, they're listening to you. Less is more. Yes. So, all right, listeners, we've heard from the master himself. He's done the research. We've seen the results. And this is how you can reimagine your open enrollment meeting. So, Dave, what can our listeners expect in part two where we're going to talk about open enrollment communications? That's where we actually go into the – a lot of it is the pre – um, open enrollment meeting, that's when a lot of the heavy lifting and the hard work gets done. Yep. But it doesn't have to be hard. You just mm-hmm. have to approach it a little bit differently. So um, the other thing that I would say uh, before we end is if uh, we quickly went through this, but if you want to see the full presentation that we went through as far as what an open enrollment meeting looks like and even what a sample open enrollment PowerPoint deck might look like for your employees, uh, Kenzie will include the link in the show notes. And it's about 30 minutes, I think, that section. Yep. But I think you'd find it incredibly helpful. Exactly. Do you have any other um, teases you'd like to do for the next episode? I know um, we're going to share your five Bs to ensure a successful presentation. So listeners can look forward to that. Dave's five Bs. Dave's five Bs. Which all right. I, is, that, is that all we're going to say about That's that? That's all we're going to say. You got to <laughs> see, I just teased the big news. I just created, oh, no. anxi- I created anxiety. <laughs> we have a stressor in yeah. the house. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you brief and benefit booklets are two of the Bs, but you don't know how they're going to be. We're used. getting excitement. We're building the excitement we're, for this. There's, there's a buzz, which is a six B. Huh? Yep. Okay, perfect. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Dave. Um, please tune into our next episode to hear about this opening room enrollment communication and if you have any questions on this topic you can email me at kenzie at healthierbirthdays.com or dave at healthierbirthdays.com thank you for joining us we will see you next time on side effects